What's up, beautiful? And welcome to Relationship Badass, the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and I'm here every single week to bring you juicy episodes that are loaded with tips, tricks, ideas, powerful mindset shifts, and all the things related to helping you have empowering, sexy, thriving, deep relationships. So buckle up, grab yourself a glass of tea, wine, bubbles, and get cozy as we dive into this week's episode. Hello there, brave warriors of love. Hello, hi. It is a snowy Tuesday morning over here in my world, and I had plans to record this episode today, and I chose to plug my mic in right now and hit record because... Well, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in a really potent piece of this process, and it feels powerful, valuable to show up for you guys in this way. Mm, and it feels really easy for me. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared to show you guys my process. Not shit scared to show y'all the the dirty messy parts of my life, and um, I think that's one of my gifts and one of the reasons I'm here. And so it, it truly is my my honor and, and privilege to share with you all. Hmm. So today's episode is going to be about what I call moment to moment fluidity in relationships. And it's this new construct and paradigm of relationship that's been coming through my system so clearly ever since my separation with Warren. And so we're going to dive into that um, in just a, just a little bit here. But first, I want to just drop in and share kind of what I'm experiencing right now and, and you know, the one of the not-so-glamorous sides of this process. So um, if you've been following me on Instagram, you've been seeing all of the all of the things. Um, you've been seeing me go through waves of excitement and complete trust in this trip I'm about to take. You've seen me cry, fall to the floor. You've seen me in heartbreak. Um, it's all happening simultaneously, right? Um, so I keep saying I get to have both. I get to be totally excited and like blown away by the fact that I'm going to Bali in a month. And simultaneously, I'm still collapsing in the middle of the grocery store in tears mourning the loss of this life that I've created for three years, you know, and it's like just yesterday I was at this yoga class. I went to this 7.30 a.m. yin yoga class. Yin means like slow moving, relaxing, kind of just, um, yeah, just a yin slow kind of open into the morning class very peaceful very quiet there was only three of us there and at one point in the class I just felt it I felt 
felt all the waves coming and I noticed my own hesitation to really unravel in the middle of such a peaceful class. You know, it's so peaceful. Everyone's like in meditation. And I just, I mean, you know, I, I had hesitation for two seconds and I said, this is, this is process. This is life. And so I let myself unravel and I just, I just unraveled and I wept in the middle of this yoga class. And there's so much grief, right? There's so much grief. I mean, I'm two weeks out of this experience and you know like Warren and I are going through very different experiences because he's grieving the relationship but that's about it the the life we built on the mountain together he keeps and I'm the one leaving so it's it's really hard there's so much sadness around leaving that home and on Sunday I packed up the rest of my things and like vacuumed and cleaned out the room and it's uh you know I I create me and Warren moved in that house together and we've had various different roommates living there but we created that space it's been three years I haven't lived in one place for three years since the house I grew up in So it's, it's a very multidimensional process and, um, you know, it's obviously with me right now, very accessible, the pain, um, the last few days I've been mourning that home a lot, just that room waking up to the great divide, there's been a lot of grief in that. So, you know, I just want to like as always, show you guys all sides of the process, right? And so while I'm unraveling in the midst of this yoga class or crying right now in this microphone, knowing that you guys are all going to hear this, um, I'm simultaneously trusting the process, right? Does that make sense? My trust never wavers and I'm still in grief and um, you know actually one second cool I had to do a plug thing but something else that's been happening a lot just in this last week is I'm making a big decision, right? And I'm doing something that feels so crazy, but it's in alignment with my truth, right? So I'm doing a big crazy thing that's completely in alignment with my truth. And so a couple of things have been happening to me, for me, for me. I've been getting so many messages and phone calls. It's insane. I've never been this backed up, though I've always been a person who's like not the quickest to respond. I literally have over 50 unread texts still, and I'm every day I'm taking a little chunk of time and like going through some of them. Phone calls I can't even count that I need to call back, and Instagram messages and all the things. Um, and I can feel a lot of love and support in all of those messages and in those messages. There's a lot of projection. So lots of projection. So that to me is just another form of test. 
Can I stay true to the truth I know to be true even when other people aren't in full rah-rah support, right? There's a ton of you that are supporting and there's plenty of people who don't support this decision in my life, right? And so the projections have been happening. Um, another thing that's been happening is so many beautiful people have been reaching out and you know there's there's the type of reaching out that's very much like here's my love and support and no pressure to reciprocate anything I'm here for you take your space take your time and then there's the type of support or the type of messages I receive where I can feel the expectation in them right there's something they're wanting from me basically expecting things from me whether it be my time my energy a phone call back this and that and you know I'm noticing old programming in my system the old helper in me um, you know I used to be a chronic people pleaser slash quote-unquote helper uh, if you want to know more about that I have a whole episode on why caretaking and helping people isn't actually helping them so you can go back and listen to that I think it's in the 20s somewhere um, but so I'm noticing as these people reach out, my old patterned caretaker coming coming out and going, you know, I need to I need to make myself smaller now so that you can feel good, or I need to do the thing you're asking me to do, even though it doesn't feel in alignment for me to do right now, right? And so I'm being challenged in that way. And this morning I just broke down in tears because, like, the one friend I'm like in conversation with right now is just he doesn't realize it but what he's saying is so hurtful just message after message such hurtful words and it's like you know this person reached out out of the blue in the middle of this huge process asking me for something like a physical thing and has just been asking me for things and hasn't even once acknowledged like the situation I'm in or hey I know you're going through some shit none of that so that feels weird and then when I brought that up he just like I just I'm I'm, I'm not obviously going to keep everyone anonymous here um, but this friend just is is uh, the messages he's sending I'm, I'm feeling very hurt by and so it's just like these are the tests you know can I stand true stay true to my truth even when other people's feelings are going to get hurt because of it and that's really hard for me and it's happening with my family too you know my pops I love him so much my papa any of you know my grandpa my mom's dad basically raised me my dad died when I was two years old and my mom was never like fully functioning she needed a lot of help doing the like actual tasks of being parent like paying bills and grocery shopping and things like that and so he and my nana were always there. And like my papa took me to this father-daughter dance when I was young. Because <sighs> I was in Girl Scouts and all the girls would go to these dances every year with their dads. And I always felt so left out. And he started taking me to those. And I just, I have so much love for this man. He's, he's like my parent, you know, that's left. And even he you know, basically begged me not to go. 
he doesn't want me to go. He's scared for me. It doesn't make sense to him. And I totally understand that. And at the same time, I have to go. So it's like, can I stay true to what I know is true for me while people in my life are becoming upset and not able to understand or support what I'm doing? So this is a part of following my truth. It's not this like glamorous thing. And um, I feel confident that online I've um, been really transparent and showing you guys all of the sides. And, you know, if, if, if that doesn't feel true to you, please let me know. Um, because I, the last thing I ever want to do is paint you guys a false picture of reality or life or experience or process or or following my truth. Um, there's so many, it's so dynamic, right? It's so, it's so, yes, exhilarating. Yes, exciting. Yes, taking that leap and then feeling it in your body and being like, oh my God, I did that. That feels fucking epic. And like, I'm addicted to that rush and I love that rush. And, you know, I've moved myself out to Colorado five years ago on my own. Like, so I've done this before. Um, but it's also deeply painful, deeply confronting, and deeply challenging in a lot of ways. So I want to make sure I'm being transparent with y'all and showing you guys all sides of that experience. Yeah. Yeah, so with that... Um, that's been my unscripted intro for today's episode and um yeah thanks for joining me without any further ado let's dive into this conversation moment to moment fluidity in relationships (sighs) that term came to me um just a couple days after the separation between Warren and I was official, um, I woke up and it was in my mind. So I've been playing with this idea of this new relational paradigm. Because when Warren and I separated, I, I, I basically realized how impermanent everything is when I'm committed to growth. Right? Because... Nothing is wrong. Nothing was wrong. It, if you looked at Warren and Mai's relationship from the outside, you'd look at it and say, you guys are doing great. But there's something that's different for us because Warren and I are both fiercely committed to our growth. And so when that happens, nothing needs to be wrong for us to know that it's time for our relationship to shift. And so as I'm healing and grieving this this relationship and this great love, um, I'm thinking, okay, so is it ever realistic to come into a relationship and set a container and say, this is how long we're going to be together and this is what we're going to do? Basically what I'm realizing is, for me, 
and my commitment to growth and the way that I live my life unapologetically in alignment with what feels true in myself and my system and my body, that it doesn't really make sense for there to ever be a container around a relationship acting as if I know how we're going to resonate together in two days, given two years, given two decades. So this paradigm of relationship, it's it's different than the paradigm that so many of us were taught. So many of us were taught that the way you do relationships, specifically romantic relationship, is you go on this search for the one, right? And when you find the one, you you solidify that by getting the house and settling down and, and you know, get the mortgage and, and buy the new cars and get all of the things that that tie you down, right? Now, I'm not saying being tied down is a negative experience. I do look forward to the day that I will nest somewhere again and create that womb space and have that home space. (sighs) And I think that we've been sold a really limiting idea of what's possible. So let me just share with you guys, Warren and I went there. We, we, We talked about the house thing and buying land together and having kids and we almost did buy land together um, a couple of times. We, we One particular time, we made it really far in the process, and the only reason we didn't get to complete it is because something outside of us didn't work out. We were full in. Now, of course, I'm thanking every star in the sky that we didn't buy land together because that's a whole thing that would tie me to this place and being here right now which would therefore stop me from listening to this crazy calling inside of me that's telling me to go. So, moment-to-moment fluidity in relationships says, we agree to continuously checking in moment-to-moment, day-by-day, right, with ourselves and with each other, asking the question, is this manifestation of our relationship still in alignment right now? That's the question. And so it's, it's an acceptance and a knowing that at any moment we might ask that question and the answer that comes forward might be no. Right? And as I say that, I can feel the fear in my own system Because again, it goes against everything I've been taught to believe, right? So it's, in essence, it's, I come together with someone and we're like, oh my gosh, there's fire, there's electricity here, yummy, we're feeling intimately connected, romantically, sexually connected, ooh, yum. The moment I enter that, that relationship, instead of doing what I've always done and saying, okay, so now we are in partnership, that means... We're going to try and make this last as long as we can. The goal is forever. And if it doesn't last for forever, well, that's a huge fucking disappointment. That's the old paradigm that I've lived in. The new paradigm, moment-to-moment fluidity in relationships says, wow, there's a spark between us. This is so exciting. I'm kind of scared to dive in and open my heart again, but I'm going to go for it because love is why I'm here. And as long as this feels nourishing, mutually growth sustaining thriving as a as a union as a as a as a relationship in this way we continue forward 
And the moment it no longer feels like, wow, the way we have this dynamic set up is totally nourishing our highest potential and growth, each as individuals, in the highest way. The moment that's not true anymore, then we come back together and say, okay, what needs to shift? We're not growing. We're not thriving anymore in this container. What needs to shift? So in this moment-to-moment fluidity I speak of, in this context of relationship, the two or three or four, however many people are involved in the relationship, all have the same values in the sense that personal, following our personal truths come first. If following my personal truth means staying in this context of romantic, intimate, sexual connection with you right now, fuck yeah, that's great. If my personal truth is calling me to to not be in that connection with you anymore, okay. That's what the calling is now. So whenever this particular connection is in service of both of our individual missions of following our truths, following our passion, leading our missions, then we stay together in this way. Great. And but we're we're checking in moment to moment. So again, it's it's really this elimination of expectation of we're going to be together our whole lives. We're going to have kids together in 10 years. Because once I put that expectation on the container or on the relationship, then if one day I'm just bouncing along and I realize, oh my goodness, it's no longer in alignment for me to, to do this. Um, it's no longer in alignment for me to be here. Then if I have this expectation of, but we're supposed to have kids in five years and do this thing and and be together forever, I'm instantly going to be fighting myself inside, right? Because that inner knowing in my body is going against what I believe to be true about the future and about how my life is supposed to look, right? So moment-to-moment fluidity in relationships, and, you know, I realize this this is... Another word for this is freelationships. Um, this is a word I've been using for like six months or a year now maybe. Um, so freelationships, that whole paradigm is about moment-to-moment fluidity and checking in with ourselves every day and asking, is this still in alignment right now? So in a fluid freelationship, we're releasing expectations of anything but now. And let me just say, I know that's really hard because there's a sense of safety that actually happens in our nervous system when we create comfort and familiarity around us. Like there's literally a safety in our system that happens from that. And so I completely understand and just am right there with you For those of you that are thinking, well, it's not that easy to just release expectations. I hear you. So this new paradigm. Now, bear with me, y'all. This is what's been coming through, and I'm just going to share it with you all. And and I'm also going to own it's a big, it's a really big idea. And in the, I, in the sense of when I say big, I mean so far from everything we've been taught that 
a lot of you are going to hear this and be like, girl, you tripping. <laughs> Bitch, you cray cray. So that's fine. If you hear this and think I'm cray cray, that is totally okay. I trust that whatever does stick with you from what I'm about to share is exactly what you were meant to get from this episode and trust that whatever is left does not need to be alchemized and integrated in this moment. Hmm. So when I talk about relationships or moment-to-moment fluidity in relationships, this means actually eliminating the container or box. So some of you might have heard me say on a few Instagram videos and whatnot that I don't even resonate with the word partnership anymore in this moment. I'm feeling into that. But the minute I say you're my partner, I've put this container around our relationship and even the word partner, boom, there's expectation in it. I can feel it in my system. It's buried in that word because I've been taught this is what a partnership looks like. This is how a partner should or would show up for you, right? And so the minute I say we're in partnership, now there's expectation on the container. So when we put a container on a relationship, so whether that be you're my boyfriend or you're my best friend, right? It's not just in romantic relationships. Even the word best friend has a connotation and expectation for a lot of us. It's like, oh, you're my best friend, so you'll always return my calls. You'll always come to my birthday party. You'll never leave me hanging on a text message for more than a few hours. Like, that's what best friends do. <laughs> there's, the, there's the expectation right there. And so when we have the label and we have the container and we put it on a relationship, we instantly are in the space of all of our unconscious expectations All right, I want to shift to speaking about myself. That's something I'm working on. Um, So instead of speaking in we, I'm going to speak about me. (laughs) So when I put a container on a relationship, then instead of just being present with the person and really getting to curiously explore the nuances of who they are and enjoy these different dynamic expressions of them in the present moment, I'm constantly comparing their behavior and measuring them up against the expectation I have for them as my boyfriend or my best friend or my family or this or that, whatever the the container or label is. So again, instead of just being with this person in the moment, the moment I can speak, Instead of just being with this person in the moment, so presently, I am in a game of comparing them to who I think they should be, what I think they should be. So in that, it, it, instead of really getting to see the person, I'm, I'm maybe seeing things about them and making them wrong because they don't fit my version of how they should be in this container. So let me just give you all an example um, that just came up for me with Warren. Something that was really challenging for us when we were together was I love one-on-one intimate time. 
It is my love language. It makes me feel like you care. You know, I, I connect with so many people through my business and my platform and through social events that it's it's that one-on-one intimate time that means so much to me, right? So I was always wanting more of that from Warren. He didn't really want that. For him, he gets he gets more nourished from either big social group setting connection. So connect, like being in a group setting where he gets to see multiple people at once or one-on-one time with he likes to like he has a lot of girlfriends like girls who are friends and he likes to take them out to dinner or go hang out with them and have one-on-one time but he likes one-on-one time with people he doesn't see very often right so it feels exciting for him versus his girlfriend who he's lived with for three years she's always wanting one-on-one time he's like whatever we live together why do you want one-on-one time (laughs) so when we were in this container of you're my boyfriend I'm your girlfriend you're my partner I had this expectation that he would prioritize his time to give me the one-on-one time I wanted. So when he would go out and have dinner with a girlfriend and give them one-on-one time, I, I, it was hard for me to appreciate that, that quality in him because I was measuring it against my expectation to be the sole recipient of his one-on-one time. And that would bring out frustration in me or feeling ignored or sadness, right? Now, we've been separated for a few weeks. In those few weeks, we've actually had more connected one-on-one time than we've had in the last six months of our partnership. From me going up to move and then he'll be home and we'll just naturally come together and we'll start talking and opening up and sharing. And um, So it's like we're now out of the container of quote-unquote partnership my expectations have been lifted we're just friends now we're just homies I don't have any expectations there we're just pals and now I can appreciate that part of him of like wow it's so cool that you make it a priority to spend one-on-one time with your friends particularly your girlfriends because you want them to feel so loved by a man who doesn't have any other expectations of like you know, dating me or being sexual with me. He's that guy who just shows up for his girlfriends as a homie and he loves doing that and that's part of who he is. And so now I get to appreciate that. But I couldn't appreciate it when we were in partnership because I just measured those actions against my expectation of how I thought he should show up. Does that make sense? So there's all of these beautiful qualities in Warren I'm able to find newfound appreciation for since we've separated because I've taken all expectations off of how he needs to be. And so now he just gets to be himself and I just get to love him in that. And so I'm thinking, okay, you know, me and my own process over here, I'm thinking, do people have to quote unquote separate to reach this level of appreciation or can we have this while in relationship with someone, sexual connection, uh, romantic connection, intimate connection? So my answer is hell yeah, we can. And that's what moment to moment fluidity in relationship offers. Each relationship is an opportunity for connection and growth right now as long as it feels aligned. So it's this idea of going around around the world or around your world or around my world and 
keeping my heart open to connections, whether that be I run into someone on the street and we have this beautiful connective conversation and it lights me up and it lights them up and then we say goodbye and never see each other again, right? Why are those interactions so beautiful? Because there's no expectations on them. So I get to really just be present with who you are. And I'm not sure if those listening have had the experience of true presence, but it is like, it's, it's magic. It's energy. It's beautiful. It's magnet. It's like, like I'm totally drawn and magnetized to people who are completely present. It's like a drug. (laughs) So if I'm just seeing each relationship as an opportunity and not as an end game, right? Okay, I'm in relationship with you. I'll never have to find a best friend again. I'll never have to find a partner again. I've landed. I'm done. If I come into the relationship with that attitude, right there I have an unconscious expectation of this will never end. And if we're in a relationship and we're both holding on to the expectation that this will never end, then we're instantly, we, we we automatically have a huge force that's pulling against either of us following our truths. Because we've made the priority, this relationship will never end. So many people have and will and do ignore that feeling inside of their belly, telling them to go do something or to to make a shift or to redefine a relationship or to make a move because they don't want to lose the relationship they're in. They don't want to lose that feeling of comfort and familiarity and security, right? And that's okay. If that's your path, no matter what you do in this life, you're going to have a journey. So it really doesn't matter. And, you know, I share my process because that's one of the reasons I'm on the planet to authentically just share human experience because for some reason I'm not scared to do that and so that's something I'm here to bring but my the way I live my life is not the right way it's, it's just a way it's just a way I chose and so you get to make decisions and, and do whatever you want to do and you'll have an experience right no matter what it'll be an experience and I'll just say so many of those people who ignore those signs end up in their 40s having what's been coined as a quote-unquote midlife crisis. And I just think to that, a midlife crisis is, oh my God, I just opened my eyes and realized I've been living my entire life in accordance with what I quote-unquote should do and not what I actually want to do. So if you're listening and you're not 40 yet, (laughs) You can, we together can avoid the midlife crisis by tuning into that inner knowing right fucking now, even though it is hard to listen to sometimes. And if you listen to the intro for today's episode, you, you got to hear that, like a really raw piece of my process this morning and, and how unglamorous and not fun it is to follow my truth in so many moments, right? But that's what I'm committed to. And that's what moment-to-moment fluidity in relationship is about. 
My number one commitment is to following my truth. My number one commitment is to growth. If this relational dynamic can serve and nourish that right now and I can serve and nourish you and vice versa and we're growing together, fuck yeah, I'm here for it. And the moment it's not, okay, let's come back together. How does this dynamic need to shift so that we can keep growing? So I would say as a growth person, if you consider yourself a G&D, a growth and development type of person, learn to simply expect that your relationships will shift more than you'd ever been taught to believe. Now I say that if you're a growth person, right? Because if I'm not growing and if growth isn't a priority to me, it's actually really easy to stay in one place for a really long time, right? For a whole lifetime. So so if you're not a growth person, you will probably like you might stay in one. Your relationships might not shift that much and that's fine and that probably feels good. Um, I'm almost assuming that if you're still here on episode 51 of this podcast, You've been triggered so much that you wouldn't still be here if you're not a growth person. That's my story. So (laughs) if that's not true, if you're listening and you're like, bitch, I ain't into growth. I'm just here because you're funny or something. Please reach out to me, relationshipbadass at gmail.com. I want to hear from you um, so I can rewrite this story in my head that all my listeners are growth people. (laughs) So like as a growth person, I'm just accepting because I'm so committed to growth, my relationships will always shift. Because it's highly unlikely that I'll come together with someone in one moment and we will grow and accelerate at the same rate for the rest of our lives, right? How likely is that? Because growth is so dynamic. It's this and that. It's up and down. It's rocket ship and then snail. It's highs and lows. Growth is so fucking beautiful and destructive and painful and exhilarating And for me to think I can control the way in which growth happens so that me and someone can stay in alignment for a number of years, bitch, I'm tripping. (laughs) I am tripping if if I think that I have that type of control around my growth, let alone someone else's growth. And so my invitation is to simply try on the idea Begin breathing it in, allowing it to settle in your cells that, yeah, as a growth person, my relationships are going to shift, change, and transform a lot. Can I be okay with that? Hmm. If a relationship must shift, if you identify, okay, it's time for this dynamic to shift, Here's a key I've been experiencing in my own separation. It's about me knowing myself. And it's not about that other person being bad or wrong or unworthy or not enough. Right. So with Warren and I, we could separate and we could both point the finger at each other and say, well, this is how you didn't show up for me. And he could say, well, this is how you didn't show up for me. And you weren't enough like this. And you weren't enough like this. 
hasn't been any of that. And for me, I'll speak for myself, that's because early on in the separation, I realized that's just where you're at. That's just who he is. It's not about him being bad or wrong. There is nothing wrong with the beautiful man that is Warren. He is such a gorgeous creature, such an incredible human. That's just where you're at. This is where I'm at. I know myself enough to know that me being where I'm at and you being where you're at doesn't mesh anymore. It doesn't make sense. doesn't feel in alignment to be in this container of partnership. But that doesn't mean you're wrong. That doesn't mean I'm wrong. There's nothing wrong with any of us. Now, I'll just say I, I, I know that sometimes in relationship, and especially in relationship redefinition and separation, one or both of the parties gets hostile, sometimes violent, sometimes abusive. Um, so that's not what I'm talking about. Um, you know, in that case, well, I just had an experience with this. If I, if, if Warren say was, which he's not at all, he has been nothing but open, loving and kind and sweet and caring this whole process. But let's just say he was being verbally abusive or attacking or disrespectful. Then my boundary would be, okay, this relationship has to shift and it's not to intimate friends. It's to, I have love for you as another human being who's hurt on this planet trying to figure it out and I have no space for you to be anywhere near me in my life right now and so I'm going to draw those boundaries I'm going to block you on social media I'm not going to come in contact with you I'm going to have friends come up with me to the house to move so that you and I are in one-on-one -on -one space together right so if you're facing abuse or anything like that and you need to set a boundary for your personal safety and sovereignty I fucking honor that and um, I love the conversation around boundaries. So yeah, I'm all about personal boundaries and, um, yeah, so that's, that's not just to name that caveat. That's not really what I'm talking about here. Um, and like at the same time it is because in a, in a free relationship or a moment to moment fluid relationship, um, you could still have an ending like that, right? If someone, if, if one person maybe wasn't trusting in the decision, right? So, like, I guess I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but I'll, I'll let myself do that for a minute. When Warren and I separated, because we've both always been first committed to our personal first truths and missions, and we've said that to each other the whole relationship, right? Um, that's part of what a free relationship is because we are on that same page n none of us have ever wavered in this decision though we are both experiencing our own flavor of heartbreak pain and sadness around it right so so when we're both truly committed to our truths when that's actually the case I almost can't see how you can't have um a really mutual separation not to say it wouldn't be painful because if if you're both truly committed to following your passion following your truth following your mission first above all then if the relationship needs to be redefined you're both going to be feeling that right 
So just to come back, because I did go on a bit of a tangent there. If a relationship must shift, it's not about the other person being bad or wrong. It's about me being so fiercely clear in myself, my needs, and my boundaries that I know this has to shift. And that's okay. And I can still love someone through that, right? So this new paradigm, as I'm calling it, moment-to-moment fluidity in relationships or relationships is about always checking in, tuning into your inner knowing, asking, what is this offering me right now? How is this relationship serving you, me, and our we space right now? And being open to hearing the answer to that and being open to receiving your innate wisdom and intuition. The relationship is about following my personal mission and my personal truth as the first priority and coming into relationship if and when that serves me following my truth. That relationship serves me following my path, right? So again, just to drop back into my own life right now, with Warren and I, for these last three years, we've been talking about it so much, none of us could have grown to where we are without this container of support and like literally full-on love and support in each other following our dreams. We're both so grateful. You know, I could not, I really don't think I would be where I am with my business and my life without his nest of support and vice versa. He said the same to me. And so it's like, wow, how great is that? And then the moment we separated was the moment we realized, oh, this support isn't nourishing our highest growth anymore. We're becoming kind of stagnant and and just trusting that if we release this, if we let go here, watch us bloom, right? We just trusted that. And within days of us both letting go, opportunities for both of us showed up that were so magnificent and incredible. So it's like, If a relationship has to shift, yes, we grieve. Yes, we can be sad. Yes, we can take space if that's what's needed for healing. And we don't have to make the other person wrong. And we can still love each other. Hmm. So that is my little spiel for today on moment to moment fluidity in relationships or free relationships as I like to call them so I would love to hear your feedback on this idea on this episode you can do so a number of ways my favorite way you can give me feedback is by pausing this right in this moment well maybe not you need to hear the instructions scrolling to the bottom of your screen on the iTunes page where you're listening to this on your phone in iTunes or Apple podcasts and tap in one to five stars leaving me a rating literally takes one and a half seconds if you're feeling even more generous you could scroll down and write a little review something that feels true for you 
um, about this show. That is so helpful for me. I also love connecting with y'all one-on-one, you know, sending me a DM in the Instagram at relationship badass or an email relationship badass at gmail.com and letting me know what you thought. How did this land for you? Were you triggered, intrigued, curious? Did you resonate? Um, I will say I am more quote unquote backed up with messages right now than I ever have been. So um, please do reach out and trust that I will get there. I will be there with you. If I don't respond right away, I'm coming. (laughs) So yeah. Hmm. Thank you all for being here with me today, for allowing me the privilege and the honor to be a small slice of your experience on this beautiful day. And for sharing your precious moments with me. I'm truly so grateful and humbled by you all. Okay. Yeah. I feel complete in this moment. I love you each dearly. I hope this episode has served. And I will catch you next week.